。Hello， <笑> Hello， <Hi> ,、oh, <my> <笑> I forgot how to start episodes. Okay, we start. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're just gonna roll with it. We're gonna roll with it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we're keeping it real here. All right, all right.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, yeah. all right. Come back to recording something. I talk like a different person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so today we will be talking about toxic relationships. Ooh, Colin, do you have a point? <laughs> I was、Thank、waiting、you. for Colin's answer. Didn't say anything. <laughs> so yeah, today we're going to be talking about toxic relationships. So let's just start off with a general: Have you guys been in a toxic relationship? Whether like actual relationship, friendship, parental relationship, any other kind of human to human relationship? Yes, I have a few. Colin. Ah.、Uh. Well, I I haven't had much for quite a while, so I'm quite lucky in that sense. But I think back when I was like much younger, even when I didn't realize it, I think I was surrounded with a lot of like toxic friendships, and myself included. So I don't think that helped. Yeah. Okay, so um, my answer to this question is um a simple. There's a reason why I'm moderating this episode, but anyways, <laughs> um, can you give us maybe a brief explanation as to why those relationships are toxic? Why do you think those were toxic in your opinion? Uh, for me, m- mostly lah, it's be- just is, it's because of emotional manipulation, where. I can give an example. Basically, ah,、uh, there are people in my life who like this, like the most basic one, lah. Like I won't dive into very detailed ones yet, but ah,、uh, when they ask you to do something and you don't want to do it, and then they will respond like, "Oh, but you know, our relationship is like that, like that, like that. Like, wouldn't you do it for me? Like, you know, you should do it, cause like, you know, like that, like that. You know, like that kind of." Manipulation, lah. So you're forced to do it because you don't want to seem like an asshole. Yeah, mostly it's that. Hmm. For me, it was. Actually, I don't really know. Like, I don't. I don't really know if it was like bullying, or like <laughs> yeah, just like straight <laughs> up bullying. Because I'm、oh, pretty、no. sure. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm pretty sure there was like you know some semblance of that at least. Um. In, in like my primary school years, and yeah, uh, if ten or twenty or thirty or forty or fifty years down the line, someone from my primary school hears this, I apologize, but、uh, I don't think I was a very nice person. I don't think I, I don't think I understood the value of friendships very well, and so I took everyone for granted, and so it was mostly. Me making use of other people and wondering why I get backstabbed afterhand when people don't really care about me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So and and hindsight, it's very obvious. Uh, why? <laughs> but I think at that point in time, I was just very confused. I didn't mean to hurt anyone, but I really wasn't a nice person. So yeah. I think it's a lot of that's like a really common trait though in like toxic people. They have this. Mentality like, oh, you know, there's so many people leaving my life, you know, because so many people treat me the wrong way. But when you really look at it, it's 
if you like really properly self-reflect. I've noticed this in a lot of toxic people. They are the problem, but mm. they just can't seem to see it, right? That's true. So, yes. Anyways, I digress. Um, I feel like a lot of toxic relationships and toxic environments, like people create these toxic environments because of trauma. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Does that justify the toxic, the, the toxicity that they bring? How do you go about handling that? You know. Um, <clears throat> I think. I think we've talked about this outside of like this episode, like just as a casual talk where like whenever you do something, it can either go like two ways, whether you continue it or you like do better, right? Obviously, it doesn't justify lah. Like clearly it doesn't justify if you're an asshole just because oh someone else was an asshole to you because you could have chose to be a nicer person, but you didn't. But wait, is it all, is it all to your question? Sorry. Um... Like does it justify an end? Like, how do you go... Like, let's say you are with a person, whether romantically or just a friend, mm. who is toxic because of things that happened to them in the past. So, for example, like, they got cheated on. Let's mm. say your next significant other got, like, cheated on in the past. So, when they're with you, they're so insecure, right? So, they, um, you know, they're always stopping you from going places and doing things or, like, checking your phone... Like, to normal people, that might seem like an invasion of privacy, but to what extent do we need to have that empathy for the person because of the things they went through in the past? Like, what do you feel about past traumas causing toxic relationships in... toxic environments in current relationships? If you can, like... If you can talk to them about these kind of toxic traits that they have and kind of, like, again, put boundaries and, you know, stuff like that. If you can talk things out, then... It will, then sure, you know, it works out, but it's hard if you, like, you've talked to them about it and there's still no, like, changes that's happening. They're still very, like, overprotective or, like, they're always accusing you of cheating. Like, let's just say, like, for example, then it's hard to empathize if you're just going to continue and not realize that you're just bringing your trauma into the relationship. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense, yes. It really does. <laughs> All right, Colin. <laughs> yeah, I think I agree with what Megan has to say. Uh, there's, I have nothing much to add. It's just that I think, um, yeah, it's it's bearable to a certain extent. I feel like what's more important is for uh, the toxic person to be honest about it, to be aware about it, to be able to talk about it and be willing to want to get rid of that toxicity yeah I think I hold the same consensus is that the word consensus yeah but I think basically all in all I feel like it's really important that you don't put you what's the word oh you don't pro project your insecurities and trauma onto your significant other as much as it's important to bring it up and talk about it and you are very very um what's that word god damn i can't speak the language entitled um. you are entitled to your feelings and whether you feel insecure or scared because of the previous things that happened that's fine and therefore you should talk to your partner about it but to the extent where you're controlling the things that they do i think that's when it becomes toxic and that's when both parties need to find a compromise as to how to work things out 
as much as the um the person in the relationship that's not toxic needs to understand there's also a line that they have to draw uh, you know there's only so much that they can take right yeah so I think does that kind of summarize everything that you guys said I guess so yeah are we on the same page here yeah? we are alright alright all right. okay wait actually um, I thought of something else in yeah. like continuing from your previous point is because okay because I experienced this a lot <clears throat> but I don't really know if this is considered toxic because some people don't think it's toxic when like they like the people expect you to put a lot of effort uh to oh my god to 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 how to say not overpower not overcome but to fill up their lack of effort does that make sense is it toxic if the other person expects you to compensate for their lack of effort so you're putting in more than not more than you should but you're just putting in more than the other person this is that yes toxic. is that toxic yeah i feel like if the expectation is there and is consistently enforced like they're always voicing out about oh why you don't care about me anymore you know why why you why you don't love me why why why, why you never try anymore you can't see but i'm doing that thing where you tuck your hair behind your ear and you're like, <laughs> We should have like a video podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, one day, one day. But one yeah, day. so when the ex- when the expectation is constantly reinforced, like I think that's when it's toxic because it's unfair for you to expect from someone what you can't give to them. Mm. That's that's what makes it toxic. Wanting to be loved is not, but when you don't give that back, but still expect that same amount of effort, that's toxic because it's mm. really taxing on the other person to only give and never receive yeah okay okay i think i think it can be subconscious um yeah it really matters like it really matters how they react to it because you know if they're like oh you know what it's okay i also don't care why and you so, know love me yeah but you know <laughs> if, they're, if they're, they're a diva about it then you know i think it's a it's it's a problem lah. so yeah Okay, since we're already on the topic of like, is this toxic, is that toxic? Let's just uh, dive into more scenarios and we shall discuss whether we think these things are toxic. Our favorite segment, scenarios. (laughs) Scenarios, because I'm a little bit bad at everything else. It's a little bit boring. Okay, so imagine your your, your new significant other is a whore. Used to be a whore, an ex whore. Okay, like not like an actual what whore. What sort of a scenario is this? Okay, okay. <laughs> Wait, hear me out. Hear me out. Let's say, um, they, man whore, woman whore, man whore. <laughs> I don't know what do you call. <laughs> like basically, they had a huge whole face, like a massive whole face. Always went clubbing, okay. wore like skimpy clothing, made out with whoever, whatever whatever <laughs> whoever and whatever maybe like fuck the tree on the way home or something I don't know okay but like okay Colin looks confused because Colin would never date this kind of person but yeah. let's say they had X, X face and now when they're like in their current state they're very very mild 
they go library, they study, got classes, um, tuck in shirt, no need, need, you know? That what kind of vibe. What kind of But you get it, there's a contrast, okay? So yeah, I'm yeah. trying to illustrate the contrast. I'm just not very poetic, okay? <laughs> okay. Like, they went from really wild and very now to very tame. So, but now, let's say you are insecure about it and, like, have the need to... Um, kind of micromanage the things they do or always worried that they're going to return to that whole phase. Do you think that's toxic? Micromanaging in general is so annoying. Like, no, no, you don't, like, you don't have to micromanage. You can just manage and ask, you know, like, or like, if you're scared, then you talk about it. But when it goes to micromanaging, that's a bit like, that's like borderline toxic for me because, Nah, you don't have to micromanage everything I do. Sorry, not I. Who at the whoever's in this scenario? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> the whore. Not you. Shut up. <laughs> Here comes the whore. Oh, Shut. Gosh. <laughs> um, I. Hmm. Oh. I don't know. I. Wait, sorry, I'm just like, I'm forming my Colin thoughts. judging the I'm horse? Talking. No, I'm not judging the horse. <laughs> if you want to be a whore, be a whore, okay? I mean, whatever, you do you. I'm just not going to date you, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, okay, it's okay. Preferences, preferences. Yeah, yeah preferences, you know. It's just proof that Colin and I would never date. <laughs> Ayo. Um, but, okay, well, uh, I know, I know this is like not, what I'm about to say is not very like completely related to what we are actually talking about, but I will get there. Um, uh, it's more like a continuation of our long distance episode because it's been about like two months since we recorded that. And as an update, I realized that two months in, two months in, two months in, I, I found out a lot about myself that I don't like. And, um, one of those things is, I mean, it's not that I, it's not that I recently found out as like, oh, mind blowing fact, like, you know, but it's, it's like, I knew this was a thing, but I realized how bad it can actually be and how much it can actually affect my relationship, which is that I worry too much. So, so very much. And, um, so yeah, I can get the better of the relationship sometimes. And, um, when I worry a lot, I try, I overthink and then I think about, you know, all the, like, you know, the, 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 the 10% chance of things, um, screwing up and no, it's not that I don't trust my partner. It's just that my mind warps itself to think that, you know, these things can happen. And then when that happens, I get very insecure and I, and I, and I start like asking a lot of questions and I start probing a lot and I realize how unhealthy that is. Um, and so I can understand, I can understand why this, I don't know, this, 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 this guy who tucks in his shirt with glasses would want to, I, I mean, I don't know why he want to date a whore, but okay. Um, you know, you can't handle I, the I, bad bitch, don't date the bad bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I can, I can understand where he's coming from. Um, I understand the urge to do it. Like even with good intentions, it's very easy for a relationship to become toxic. I acknowledge that. Um, but yes, I think micromanaging is a no-no, like Megan said. 
it's, uh, but I don't, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it's more important for this guy, <laughs> who I'm not judging at all right now, um, to, to just come clean about it and say that, you know, he's worried about these kind of things. And if this Core. girl is um, <laughs> or non-derogatory, I'm just saying, yes. like, and and like you know, truly, truly appreciates him, and you know, cares for him and cares for this person and wants the relationship. I think, I think she will be patient enough to listen to his worries because I don't think they're invalid. I just think that the other person who's on the receiving end of it needs to be patient about it. And if they truly care about a person, they would they would be patient. They would listen, and they can work this out. But the receiver needs to be patient, and the person being toxic needs to be honest and be open, and not be ashamed of it, and be willing. Be, more, most importantly, be willing and want to get rid of that. Right, right. Yeah, still judge the guy's choices, but it's okay. Okay. So when All it right. comes to, um these kind of situations, right? For example, let's take this whore and not whore situation. This ex-whore situation. Um, when do you think it becomes too much? When does it become unreasonable? Because like, let's say this was five years ago, five, ten years ago for this whore. Let's assume they're in like their 30s, like, okay? Not like a 10-year-old whore, okay? Like, I love doing scenarios because I realize they become very funny. So, like, but the guy keeps holding it against her. When does it become unhealthy and to the point where it's very justifiable for the girl to be, or guy, to, you know, be fed up with it? When? When is it? Like when? When is enough enough? Well, yeah. When? What? When do you draw the line? When do you stop? Um, giving them that avenue to be insecure. Because I understand being insecure, but it's always important to work on it, right? So when, 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 when is too much? I feel like it really depends on this horse discernment on her boyfriend. Like her What's personal, uh? like her personal <laughs> like judgment, uh, okay. so to speak. Because like it really depends, right? If you feel like, if you feel like this person truly wants to be better and do it less and and like really, really try to improve himself and you really, really care for this person and you want to just be there for him, mm-hmm. then I'd say that threshold increases, you know? But I don't doubt that there eventually will come a point where it's enough. You know, there is always a limit. And for those yeah, who- like, You for can't those just hold who, it like, against her forever, can Exactly, yeah, you can't- you you can't do this forever. the 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 relationship will be toxic. It's not it's not healthy. But if if this person, if you if you personally feel like this person wants to change and wants to get better, and you believe in this person and you want to help, then I mean, not exactly help. You know, shouldn't be another person's therapist. But you you want to be there for that person. You wanna you wanna help that person grow. Then I think it's if if in your opinion it's worth a shot, then it's worth a shot, lah. But also, you also need to be very aware that there's, there's a certain line to be drawn. Can't really tell you when exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it really depends on your personal judgment of the person 
if there's any progress that's been made and you know how you how you feel about it yourself because it, it's a very fluid situation right so mm-hmm. um yeah it depends on the relationship uh i think it depends on the person because like what if it's just like years and years of the guy just or the girl just saying like oh i think I think you're you're back to your whoring habits and you're whoring behind my back. Whoring? <laughs> I fucking love this dude. <laughs> yeah, like like years and years of it. That's a lot, eh? But like if like like what you say, like if if wh- whoever is the whore is willing to just be patient about it, then if they're not fed up about it, then okay, lo. But I don't know personally. It's if to, personally to me, it's like if we talked about it. And we we were supposed to be fine with it. Then, like, why are you constantly bringing it up again and again and again? Mm-hmm. You feel? You feel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, in a situation, right, yeah. uh, where the girl gets the girl, the whore, whore gets sick and tired of it and decides to date. Do you think there's a clear distinction as to who is the bad guy and who is the good guy? No, there's no there's there's always no clear distinction lah like that, cause. It's just two people who cannot accept it lah. And that's okay lah, but it's just no, there's no like true bad guy or like true good guy. So yeah. If it comes well if it comes to the point where the person is telling them telling the whore, right? The significant other of the whore, ex whore, is telling them what they can and cannot do, cannot wear. Is it justifiable with their insecurities? Or no. is it more like a, oh, I can let you know and you can decide what to do with this information, but ultimately it's your choice what you want to do. Is that what it should be? Yeah. For it to be healthy? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, you're still trying to control someone based on what you want, you know? And you like the, like the thing is, it's like you can control what you want, but you can't control someone else because that's what you want. That's kind of like, yeah, it's just very controlling, which is not. Like, you're taking away someone's freedom to do whatever they want legally. Like, like I'm not saying, okay, never mind, but, but you get what I mean. Like, it's not fair for the person just because they have a bad history. It's not bad, but like, in people's eyes can be bad history. It's not fair, you know. I feel like ultimately whatever somebody does before your relationship yes you can use it to decide whether or not you want to date this person because I guess it is part of the character but especially when it happened a long time ago holding it against them is very unfair to the person I think in my opinion it's pretty unfair because people change people grow and I guess the reason why I asked this question is because I was in a similar situation that I was the ex-whore but it wasn't like it's not like I was always going around, you know, making out with guys. I just had like a long history with men. In and out relationships. Uh. In and it's out. Not, yeah, because like, you weren't out there just fucking anyone. <laughs> yeah, it was not. Definitely yeah. was not. It's just that I had the reputation of being quite flirty, right? Right, right. Mm. But the thing is, the bottom line is that I've never been unloyal, right? I'm always loyal to my significant others. So, like, as someone who's been in that situation, it's very frustrating when your significant other can't see that and keeps holding it against you. That's when it becomes really tiring. And that's why I was 
Alright, that's what led to the question. So anyways, um, <laughs> next scenario. Someone, you're, the person you are having this relationship with, whether platonic, romantic, or familiar, fam, familiar is like family, right? Familial. 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 Is being very manipulative, right? Doing the whole, oh, if you don't like me, then, I mean, if you love me, you'll do this. Or, um, what else? What else is manipulative? Uh oh! If you go, you're gonna. I'm gonna be really sad, but it's okay, lah. You know, I guess just just how it is. You can't help it. You know that kind of energy. Yeah. But they don't realize that that's being manipulative. Like they do it without the intent of. Like they're not aware, you know, that they're being manipulative. But is that still toxic when they are doing these things without the awareness that they are doing these things and the toll it can take on the person they are having this relationship with? Uh, I think I think the same applies, lah. I mean, it's like, wait, what was your scenario again? They don't they don't realize what they don't realize they're being like they have these kind of traits. Okay, okay. So is that con- is that considered is that considered toxic? toxic? Um, yeah, is that considered toxic? Is that the yeah? Okay. I think I think whatever it is, just the behavior in itself is, um, is toxic. So whether the person realizes it or not, doesn't it? It really doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter whatever they're doing, as long as the action is toxic. It doesn't really matter if they realize it. But Facts. in that in that kind of in that kind of situation, um, in that kind of situation, I think, um, one. I mean, I I I feel like this. I feel like this may, this opinion may differ with others, but I feel like this is when the other person in the relationship knows about it, realizes it, and lets, lets, lets this person know. Mm. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's like a responsibility, but I think, I think it's the right thing to do. Lah. Like, I, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think ignoring it is, 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 is very nice. Um, because, you know, if you really care about this person, uh, even as a friend, right, you would want to let them know that this is how you feel that, you know, that's how, that's how they are coming off on you. And so you want to tell them about it. And if, if this person, you know, doesn't respond very well to it, then it's, it's their loss, lah, honestly, right? They were the one with the issue and all, 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 you know, figure it, like, I mean, not figuratively, but like, you know, hypothetically I did is just tell this person, you know, and if, if they didn't respond well to it, it's really their loss. Um, I don't think it's worth keeping a friend or a partner like that. Um, yeah, you know, but if you know, you are the receiver of this criticism, then I think you need to be a little more graceful about it. Try to understand why and try to realize it yourself. And if you don't think it's a very valid criticism, let them know about it, you know, say it nicely. You know, it's like, I, I don't know what you mean. Could you like, you know, explain it to me a little bit more. Try to understand it. If at the end of the day, you don't feel like it's a problem, then again, if it really was a problem, it's your loss, you know, because it's been brought up. It's been talked about. You've tried. Um, if you if you still don't think so, then yeah, your problem lah. But if you know if it, it would go a long way to helping the toxic person realize and start trying to handle their own toxicity, because it, I don't think, I don't think it's someone's fault that they are toxic. I don't blame a person for their toxicity. 
I blame them for not wanting to deal with it. I blame them for not wanting mm. to take action on it. That's a good take. Yeah. So if if they don't realize it, I can't I can't complain. I can't I can't say anything. I can't like, you know, it's like, oh they're toxic, it's all their fault because, you know, um although they don't realize it, it's not fair to them. You know, like for all you know, they may have good intentions. Like I said, it's very easy. It's very easy for a relationship to become toxic, um, even with the best of intentions. And so, yeah, I can't, I can't blame the person for being toxic. I just feel like as friends or as a partner of a person who is toxic, it, it, it will go a long way to like helping the person by just letting them know about it and then talking to them about it. You know, if they really truly are a friend or a partner that you care about, you would want to do the same and you would trust that they would take it properly and nicely, you know? Otherwise, I see no point in the relationship. Mm. Yeah, because okay. either you don't care or the other person doesn't care, right? So. Yeah. I shall. Okay. I, okay, I, okay, I'm going to say something that's like kind of against what Colleen says, but it's just because I have like, okay, to, being being very honest, I have my own like reasons why I'm going to go against Colleen. But whatever Colleen is saying, right, I completely agree. Um, but I have been in, I have experienced uh, toxicity where, you know, you, like I, like I knew about it. It took a toll on my mental health. It was just not great. But telling the person about it was not an option because I knew that they were not going to handle it well. Basically, if I told them about it, they would have acted like, oh, you know, that means I'm like the bad person and like, oh, there's nothing I can do to change it, blah, 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 blah. And sometimes that's like, like telling them is not an option, basically. I don't, okay, where am I going with this? Case by case scenario. Yeah, I think it's a case by case scenario. Like the yes, the best case scenario is if you guys can talk about it and you guys can be okay. But sometimes there are there is gonna be relationships that you can't really sit down and talk to them about because they're gonna react a certain way and stuff like that. And sometimes it's gonna be familial um relationships that you can't really get away from, you feel. And it's kind of shitty lah, but you know, it's, eh, it's it, it, it is what it is, I guess. But um, yeah, I think I think I think what I like from experience, what I can say is that do what you think is best. Like obviously, the first thing you should do is like point it out, tell the person, you know. But if you think that's not the safest way to do to do like to deal with this then do whatever like makes like like su- it's suitable in your scenario lah. that yeah that's what I want to say okay actually I think I agree with what Megan has to say like I didn't I didn't consider that but you're right especially as, especially in you know Megan's example where she was like you know familial relations that, yeah. that you know you really can't break away from right like um I had this conversation with my dad before and he said, you just need to pick your battles. You know, if there's something about this person that ticks you, just, you know, really ask yourself if, 
it's really it. worth having a, a conversation or a, or, or a fight over, you know, if you know this person isn't going to take it well. Like, yeah, just ask yourself before you do anything, bef- like before you say anything, if, if, if it's worth it for the specific reason you're going into it, you know? Mm-mm. Like it could be, it could be just a, a, a personality trait of this person and, 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 and you're annoyed at it and it's, uh, it's, it's a problem, right? Because it causes a lot of like tension and unhappiness and unease. But this person has refused and refused and refused to like, you know, get rid of it and fix it and, you know, because they think they're fine and they're okay. It's sometimes it's, sometimes it's worth it to have the peace or not have the discomfort extend for longer than necessary if you mm-hmm. had just, you know, conceded and just let things be, you know? Yeah. So I think, I think like picking your battles is very important because if you don't, it, um, if you, if you get into a fight with every single thing you, 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 you get annoyed by, you know, by this person, although, although you know, like you're on the right side, although objectively you're correct, then it, it's, it may not be worth it, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. Until, until it's something that is really important, until it's a really important decision that affects you or that affects, you know, someone else that you care for, then yeah, it's, it's worth having a conversation about it. But besides yeah. that, yeah, especially, especially in, in, a, in a situation like that, where, you know, they're just stuck to you and they are, you've, you've, you've tried before and they refuse, you know, they refuse to budge on this. Yeah. Then maybe it's worth it to hold off. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Ash? I have the same, um, I agree basically. Yeah. Um, I've always been an advocate of, picking your battles. I don't think it's necessary to call everybody out on their um, behavior. Like, as much as it's good, you just know some of them are not going to budge. So I feel like there's no need to put that strain on your relationship. But that's just for me, like, I'm not an argumentative person. I'm really not one to pick fights and stuff. So that's my stance on it. So, okay, so we've gone through two scenarios. Right, so let's, like, turn things around a little bit. What are some toxic traits you see in yourself? Ooh, okay. <laughs> I, <clears throat> I know, I know, okay, I know this was like one of my toxic traits. I had to talk to someone about it and I'm very glad they're still in my life. But if you, if, if you're listening to this and you know who, who you are, like, thank you. But anyways, uh, it's like, okay, deep down, I like to like pick and choose the people like I want to be friends with. Like, it, it can sound like a horrible thing. Like, I'm not, I, it sounds like, yeah. Colin, you and I got picked. <gasps> wow. <laughs> yeah, you guys have special, special privileges, but Wait, wait, I have the perfect sound effect for this. I hate it. I hate it here. Okay, that's someone, all good. Someone set me free. I like how our sound effects are so delayed. Like, they're not like one <laughs> second delayed. We had to mention that like, we have a wait, sound wait, effect. Wait, I got, I got sound. I got sound. I got sound. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I have this where, I have this trait where I like to pick people based on like, if they give me good vibes or not. Like whether I know them as much or not. And deep down, do I have some sort of ideal that like I fixate on them? Not gonna lie, yes, but I'm like working on it, so it's been better. Uh, 
That's the okay, that's a, sorry. Gross. Gross. Yeah. That's wait, what else what else do I have? What else do, Okay, I'm gonna continue thinking Colin can like take over. Um I think I said this earlier already, but uh, I was talking about like my long distance and I've I realized things that I, I don't like about myself. Um and I I've seen how it can really affect the relationship. And I'm very aware that it's not just this specific relationship, you know, it can affect my 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 relationships with people and um and my family and my friends as well. And so uh it's really got me thinking, especially um the past two months about yeah, just just you know, just about me and 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 the things that I don't like, which is that um, I don't really know how to put it. I think I think I said you know I, I worry a lot and stuff, and this can really get the better of me because when I worry, I overthink, and when I overthink, I I just panic, and then I I spiral into this like unending cycle of overthinking and then panicking and then overthinking about my panic, and then yeah, because like. You know, when I panic, I I also think about, um, you know, how, how my partner is going to react to it and blah, 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 because I'm like this. And I overthink about that. And I panic because of that oh, overthinking. Like to panic. Yeah, I like to panic. <laughs> this whole, this whole podcast likes to panic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anxiety. We are panic at the disco. Yeah. No. <laughs> but yeah. Panic so, at the Zoom meeting. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm... I don't think I've really like figured out like this foolproof objective list of steps to follow to like, you know, uh, figure out myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am definitely willing and wanting to get rid of it. Um, because yeah, I just feel like I unnecessarily get worried and panic over things that are not within my control. And what's even worse is they may not even be bad things, you know? It's just the it's just the overthinking that causes me to think that bad things are gonna happen when you know all that I initially thought about was like something super harmless. So it it, it kind of sucks. Um I would not not for me. I mean I'm the person like, you know, overthinking, but I think it sucks for whoever who needs to like be on the receiving end of it. Um Especially, yeah, um, especially like, you know, my partner. So I feel shout like... Shout out to your partner. Uh-huh. Shout out to her. Way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm just... Honestly, it's still a work in progress. Um, but I'm just very thankful that, you know, she's been patient all this while with me. Mm. Yeah. Seriously, I am. So, so mm-hmm. cute. Y'all expose yourself. Okay, so it's time to expose myself. Um... I have this habit of Megan knows this, uh, I have this habit of never talking about my feelings, right? That's right. I always process everything internally and I never really talk about it externally. Right? Uh only very off uh, very very eh? very unfrequently. <laughs> That's the word. Not very often, uh, basically. Yeah. I talk to people about it. <laughs> it's very rarely that I talk to people about it. So all these things that I process internally, I'll get over it on my own so if I have an issue with you I'll think about it I'll rationalize in my head and I'll usually give you the benefit of the doubt I won't say anything about it because 
again, I'm non-confrontational. I don't really like. I don't. I, I don't really like con- yeah, talking to people about things, are, and I always kind of also invalidate my feelings. So I feel like there's no need to bring it up. So the thing is, since I process everything internally, right? All these things get bottled up, and eventually, when I'm sick of it, I have the ability to just emotionally detach myself from you and dip. I am very capable of. That's why, to some people, I leave very. I don't really leave people lah, but when I leave, I I leave and I seem fine. It's because I process. I've been processing it for a very very long time, but like internally, I'm not one. It's not that I don't like to communicate. I do communicate my issues, but when I feel like it not worth my time anymore I can just go mm. I, poof, I disappear <laughs> so it I may seem like a very cold-hearted bitch but I promise you I'm not I feel like it's developed as a defense mechanism and it's not that I don't try to communicate it's just that yeah when it doesn't seem like it's worth my time I have the ability to detach emotions quite quickly I guess it's toxic because it kind of just leaves the other person hanging sometimes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. don't worry, I'm not going to dip from y'all. I, <laughs> I'm very patient. Nah, that's why it doesn't, I don't feel the need to talk about it because I usually can deal with it. It's just that, I don't know, it's it's pretty easy to deal with that toxic trait, I guess. You just don't don't be an asshole. Yeah. Oh, uh, just don't. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Um. Do you guys have any other toxic traits? Oh, I got, mm. I got, I thought of one. Mm-hmm. I used to, like, bring in trauma. Like, I, I remember this one part of my life. I used to bring in my trauma into all my relationships, all my new relationships. Like, I would literally, like, like, it felt like, I don't know why I'm bringing this example, but when you do accounts, and you need to bring over the balance and some, like something like oh that. Oh my god. <laughs> like, you balance yeah, carried down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At one point in my life, that, that was exactly what I was doing. Like, it was because like, everything was very fresh. Like, uh, like, a lot of people hurt me at the same time. And so getting into new relationships felt like me bringing down my balance from one column to the next. I'm bad at accounts, so I might be saying this entirely wrong, but <laughs> you get what I mean, STEM students. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> that STEM students don't know what you mean. <laughs> Sorry, not STEM. <laughs> Finance and econ students. Uh, but yeah, and it was really bad because uh, I was... Like every little thing, like... Uh, my my in my blah, blah, blah. every little thing that people did to me that felt like it was gonna happen again like all my past experiences was gonna happen again I would try to dip I would try to be like okay you know what maybe we shouldn't be friends because I was so freaking scared of going through the same thing again it happened for a while uh, it's better now but y- you know it's still a toxic trait la. like I shouldn't have Tried it, so hard yeah. to dip. Like even I didn't. I didn't want to dip. I didn't want to leave. But I was like, I, I thought it was a good thing to save the both of us the trouble. But in like in like reality, it's not. You're just trying to like run, run away la, when nothing's happening. You know. But yeah, that was that. That's another toxic trait. Colin, you have Mama? another one. Yeah, I think so. I feel like. <laughs> 
expose. Yeah, I feel like I'm exposing myself a lot, but like it's okay. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy to talk about it. Um, I feel like I've known this subconsciously, like since like years ago, but uh, I've always had anger issues, and yeah, I've always had anger issues, and I think it got much better. Um, when I went to secondary school, uh, at least from primary school to secondary school, took a very big leap. I'm like self boasting here, but like I I really think so lah. Um, think it got much better, especially like amongst my peers. I wasn't that pissy and 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 bossy and like, yeah. Just Colleen in high school, Colleen bitch. in high school was terrifying. I I yeah. was I was I was I was terrifying. I was. Yeah, you don't want to see me in primary school. Uh, like I think I think I remember in standard two, I I was a prefect. Wait, no, no, in standard one, in standard one, yeah, yeah, in standard one, I was an assistant monitor, and then I saw the I saw a teacher taking the rotan to cane students, you know. So I took my own long ruler to school and I started beating my classmates. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, what seriously, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, who's that guy? Oh, Alex Ma. If you if you if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I I still remember because his his mother came to to me and started scolding me one one oh, one shit. afternoon in school. Yeah, because I actually I seriously beat him. So yeah. Um, oh my god. Yeah, it was it was it was really bad. Uh, like I said, I have anger issues. Uh, uh, but I think it got much better in high school. Uh, I think it was controlled. I think it and if at any time it went it went berserk like. Even though the like it was like really really over the top amounts of berserk, there was reason for like the the anger in itself lah. Uh, it wasn't like you know unmotivated anger, so to speak. But I feel like I'm getting better at that, and it's like slowly coming down. And I feel like the the aspect in which I need to manage it is you know like in terms of in terms of people I'm more comfortable with because the people I'm more comfortable with get get the brunt of it. Um, Complacency feel, breeds yeah. contempt. Exactly. So, um, it's, it's, it's important to, you know, just be patient about it and, 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 you know, try, try to be more understanding and, and take a step back before you, before you assume and decide on things. Um, and to Ashley's point about, you know, her toxic trait, Ashley don't, I, I think, I think that in moderation isn't exactly a bad thing. Sometimes detachment Sometimes detachment works. I at least I find for myself when I'm trying to deal with you know my my anger issues because I overthink and I panic and I you know I I just get so concerned about every single thing that's happening in my life so much even things that I don't have control of and then combined with this 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 anger stuff I, I get very angry easily at people who like you know who who do things that may not necessarily like change my life. It's just that I I honestly like people who people who have gotten the brunt of it would, would laugh but like. It's honestly because I care, you know. It's not, it's really because because I care about them, and and so sometimes detaching yourself from the problem when when you know it's just not yours to fix is is always a good way to go about it. At least that's what I found. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Ashley, expose yourself a second time. Second time. Oh, okay. So actually, right, I don't like to admit this, but uh, because I don't act upon it either. I'm not sure if it's considered a toxic trait if I don't act upon it. But I am actually very um, possessive. <laughs> oh my god, it's on time! Right on 
on time. Was on time. That's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm like quite um okay. So I have the I'm actually quite possessive, jealous, and insecure. It, okay, so the jealousy and possessiveness comes stems from the insecurity. And being insecure on its own is, I don't think, the toxic trait. But the fact that I let it brew into jealousy and um, possessiveness, that's what's toxic. But I, yeah, so, okay, so when I see my significant other hanging out with other people, I can't help but feel jealous. The thing is, I know that the, I, I, I know that the feeling is, um, unjustifiable lah, because it's not like they're doing anything wrong right it's not like they're going out of their way to like hang out with these people because they're trying to be unfaithful or anything I'm just jealous because I like to hang out with my person and mm. it's just you know jealousy is an ugly emotion and I don't like it And but the issue is that I can't help but feel it I think I've told Megan before I don't like to admit when I'm jealous but I get jealous actually quite easily <laughs> but the thing about me getting jealous is that I do my best to not let it affect me now because I feel like it's very unprecedented. I'm realizing now with my justification, it no longer sounds like a toxic trait. But I do have the habit of getting jealous quite easily. But I, not in a possessive, not in a way where I'm like, oh, you can't go out. You cannot, you cannot do this, can't do that. It's just that like, sometimes I like to snoop around and I get hurt when I snoop around. <laughs> that just sounds like you're dumbass. <laughs> I have a habit of snooping. I like. Oh, I think this is the toxic trait. I like to always. I want to know everything. I want to know what's going on. You know, I want to. I just want to know, and I will do whatever I can to know, but not in a way where I invade your privacy or I take your phone and stuff. But like, I just want like to, to know. know. I just yeah. want to know because just let me know. <laughs> I think I can get behind that because. Um, I feel like I, I may have some of that too. Mm, um, right. But at the same time, I mean, I know this is like, now that I've said that I feel I'm like that too, like all of all of my sympathizing is going to be invalid. Like, okay, but hear me out, okay? Because, <laughs> because I feel like it's only human. I feel like at the end of the day, it's only human that we feel like this. And um, like it, like everyone goes, oh, you know, you got to trust your partner, blah, blah, blah. You know, but, I mean, it's inevitable. Yeah, it, at the end of the day, it's just human nature, right? Sometimes we just can't help but just feel certain feelings, yeah. especially when, you know, things are not within our control and we, we don't know because we always seek certainty. I mean, that's for everyone. And we everyone seeks certainty in different ways. And some of us just happen to seek certainty in, you know, knowing what their partner is doing. Up to. Yeah. And I don't... I don't think there's any fault to that. The, the, the fault comes when toxic action is being taken on that, which is, which is, why, which is, which is why I talked about like overthinking and like, you know, um, panicking and stuff like that. Because that's, that's how I respond to, to me wanting to know what my partner is doing and to me wanting to cope with the jealousy of it. So I don't think the jealousy in itself is, is a problem or is what's toxic I feel mm-hmm. like is how we approach it and how we try to handle it that that can really like make or break like you know this 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 part of us because I I don't I don't fault anyone for being jealous I don't think it's I don't think it's a problem I mean it's only normal to feel that way sometimes when mm. things are out of your control and 
you know, like your partner's hanging out with somebody else. I don't, I don't think there's any, anything wrong in that. I mean, how can you, I was going to say, how can you not, but okay, maybe people can't, I mean, you know, maybe people are not jealous. Good for them. You know, like honestly, props <laughs> to them, but some people just can't help but feel that way. And it's not their fault for feeling that way because sometimes we can't control our own innate in instincts, right? But what really matters more is how we handle them and how we deal with them. And so, yeah, I think that's where, that's, that's where we stop ourselves from being toxic rather than stopping ourselves from being jealous. Sometimes mm. being able to accept that jealousy is a part of how we feel is, is you know, it's is fine, it's normal and it's good. Okay, so since we've talked about scenarios, we've talked about toxic traits in ourselves, um, I wanted to ask how, because toxic relationships are hard to weave. As someone who has been in multiple, it's very hard to pull yourself out of that because in a lot of toxic relationships, codependency is also developed. So what advice do you have for any of our listeners who are possibly in toxic relationships? Wait, what's codependency again? Like you rely on that person, is it? Yeah, yeah to an unhealthy extent. Where you like kind of need each other to survive. Oh. Oh, shit. Okay. Um. That's why it's so hard to leave sometimes because you've gotten so used to them being there. You kind of need them to be there. At once, you had, the thought of leaving is so scary. I shall say this from a familial relationship point of view. Because, okay, because mine was a very, like, mine is a familial relationship, right? So, obviously, there are very obvious strings attached, lah, okay? No matter what you do, they are still going to be family, and that kind of sucks, lah, sometimes. Um, but I guess what you can do when you want to leave, but you can't really leave, or you're, like, you're on the fence of, like, I can tahan this, I can tahan, like, I can, I can take it, I can still tolerate it. Um, if you can leave you definitely should because you may not realize it now but if you continue to stay you are going your mental health is going to take a toll on you and it's good to realize it earlier than later and I would like to say that if you can leave leaving earlier will always be better than leaving later because when you start to want to leave a little later, then you're like, oh, you know, I can tolerate this, like, actually, I can, like, take it, like, you know, but, yeah, but if you cannot leave, do what you think you should do best. Like, come up with ways to cope with it, you know, not, I mean, not tolerate their shit, but, how do I say this? Like, learn how to, yeah, cope with it and also take care of yourself if you have to stay in that kind of relationship. Lah. You know, that's like, that's my advice for people who are in relationships that you can't really leave. As much as there is a, like, as much as there is a way to leave physically, you know that you can't really leave like emotionally or whatever. Lah. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's what I think, uh, Colin. Wait, am um, I making sense? No, no, you're making sense. I actually completely agree with what you said. I just want to expand okay. on it because <laughs> okay, sorry. I feel like when I feel like when Ashley said like um said something like you know about codependence and 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 uh, you know Megan was talking about um knowing when to leave and stuff. 
Like I just want to expand on that and say because I feel like some people would think would, would take this and think, oh, um, right. So what if I know I need to leave, but like I really don't want to leave, you know? Because mm-hmm. like it's it's just really hard for me to leave. Um uh like I feel like to some people in, in, in a situation like this, the, the the intuition is to go, okay, so lesson learned, I need to detach myself like from the mm. get-go, which is wrong. Like I, I just need to call that out and I need to say that's wrong because what's the point of having, you know, um, going into a relationship, whether, whether a friendship or a romantic one, with yourself detached from, from it entirely, right? That doesn't fulfill anything. It isn't fulfilling to yourself. It isn't fulfilling to the other person inside it. It's not worth it. You might as well not be in one, you know? Yeah. Like the, 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 the true value of that relationship comes from, you know, being in it and enjoying it and embracing it, you know? And so, yes, as sad as it is that you really need to be in it um, and that poses a risk um, because when it's really time to leave, it's it may be hard to detach yourself from the situation. But... I think the key is to be to be real with yourself. Like, yeah, you can you can feel things for this person. You can really appreciate the friendship and all of that. But mm-hmm. you also need to be constructive because at the end of the day, it doesn't hurt the person anymore by you staying around. It just hurts you, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, like the the, you have to remind yourself that it's for you, you know. Like, whether or not this person benefits from you. St- hanging around doesn't doesn't make a difference like right it doesn't make a dent to them it It may it may it it may hurt them you know by by you leaving and all but i think this is a time where you just need to be selfish this is a situation in which you need to be selfish yeah because the the hurt the hurt that you are gonna take from hanging around with this toxic person is going to be so much more than this toxic person hurting from you leaving them yeah yeah it's it's really not worth it so um it's, I, I think it's the mindset. You just always need to be wary. Always make sure that you're aware of when it becomes toxic. And like I said, it's, it's, I think I said earlier that, you know, it depends on your threshold, how much you trust this person, how much you think this person's willing to change if you've brought it up to them and all that. Like if all of that doesn't work and you feel like, okay, I'm in the end game now. I need to, I, I need to leave. Then you need to be real with yourself and admit that you need to leave mm-hmm. and you need to do it. Yeah. yeah. Because always remember that your well-being is always more important. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like if I say this, it's more like a message to my past self. Okay. Um, yeah, I think my... The thing is, I feel like we all have shared the same opinion. When it gets too much, leave. And to my past self who tolerated a lot, tolerate maybe a little less. Don't keep them around for the sake of keeping them around because you feel like you are obligated to keep them around since you've, you know, you've created such a bond with them. And all this time you spend together, it doesn't justify them being toxic, you know? And yeah, in the end of the day, your feelings matter the most. You are the one who's going to need to do the healing. You are the one who's going to have to carry this trauma. I mean, they will have to carry the trauma of being left or so, but that's not your issue to deal with. Sometimes it's okay to live selfishly. I'm not saying go around, leave everyone. The moment you feel things are getting a little bit toxic. Yeah, so this is not to say um, leave the moment things feel a little toxic. I'm just saying 
weigh out the costs and benefits. Uh, is this person really going to change? Is it really worth your time? Because dealing with it really takes a huge toll on you. So, you know, be kind to yourself. Be selfish a little bit. Care about yourself more than you care about the other person every once in a while. If you've done your part and you know there's no changing, just dip. It's okay. But, you know, maybe talk to them about it first. Don't, don't be like me. I'm kind of an asshole sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So to wrap up our last episode in our relationship season, cutting this off like it's a toxic relationship, yeah? I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> then it gives like a general summary, TLDR. So basically when you're in a toxic relationship or you're realizing that you're uh, the person you're in a relationship with is exhibiting toxic behaviors, talk about it. Unless you know it's futile, like the effort is futile, then don't talk about it. Take your battles. Um... Whether a person is toxic or not does not depend on the intentions because the action in itself is inherently toxic and therefore makes the whole situation toxic. Uh, and if you are the person with toxic traits, it is your job to understand that and decide to grow. Right? That is yeah. basically the takeaway from this podcast. Thank you for listening. We will have to... <gasps> Um, special, spe- uh, special, the, the, the special episode, special episode after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey. Our special episode is gonna Bye. be. Um, no! <laughs> no, yeah. You're cutting me off, jeez. Are we gonna? Okay, no mind. No, it's fine. Yes, our next, um, our next episode will be a special episode, and you know, it'll be about like getting to know us. So yeah, just um, stay tuned for that, and uh. In the Bye. meantime, yeah, take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs>